It is good to be in the Lord's house this morning. It's good to see all of you. I want us to open our Bibles this morning to 2 Timothy chapter 3. You likely have heard these verses many times. You may have memorized them. But my mind and heart are full of them, and I'd like to start the day with these two verses about the sword of the Spirit that you hold in your hands. The Word of God. Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Second Timothy chapter 3, the last two verses. The remedy for the perilous times of the last days. This is the cure for all the departures from the faith and the compromise that carnal Christians are making all around us and that we see on every hand. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Amen. Amen. And amen. amen. This passage, and I mean no one any harm or disrespect, is a ministerial passage because it's found in one of the three pastoral epistles. The man of God is the minister in this passage. It's not males, it's a male minister. And the scripture was given by God to him, and it's profitable for him to be able to teach doctrine, for him to be able to reprove, for him to be able to correct and for him to be able to instruct in righteousness so that he is truly furnished and he's made perfect unto all good works. A God-called man who applies himself and has the right Bible and applies himself with the right Bible is truly furnished to be able to do all that the church of Jesus Christ needs. And it's a shame that some men have not been taught the sufficiency of their call and their gift from Jesus Christ and the sufficiency of Scripture to be able to face any adversity, obstacle, difficulty, heresy, or otherwise, because the Word of God is able to help them. I'm full of this this morning. I'm thankful to the Lord God for His Word. I'm thankful for our King James Bibles. I'm thankful that He would call the least of all men to uh, serve His church and to handle His Word. I want to share a little bit with you of a personal sort from another minister, and I hope that it's helpful to you in in appreciating what we have. A minister friend whom you know from the Philippines wrote me three days ago and said, Jonathan, before I write more about our ministry in the camp and the church this year end, I will ask your help and advice about a problem that was given to me by one of our brothers here. His daughter-in-law left their home December 29th because she had a quarrel with her husband when she found out he had another woman. She left with their two children. The father asked my help to bring them back together. So I went to the wife to talk with her about the problem And she said that she has decided to leave her husband because of the other woman. The husband also wanted to accept the decision of his wife to separate. We do not have divorce here in our country. And the testimony of each of them is not good for the church. But if they stay together, they always have a quarrel. 
I went to the wife Monday, and I talked to the husband yesterday in a different location. I told both of them to pray about it, and I will come back Friday or Saturday to give them advice. Sir Jonathan, and there's nothing sir about this Jonathan, can you help me about it? I pray for wisdom so that I can help them, and because their father is very much worried, I stayed with the father for a while to give comfort to him. He is a faithful brother. And he asked for my help because he wanted his family to be good, but he did not expect this to happen. What should I do? Or what should I advise them? Can you share your thoughts with me? I pray for God's guidance, and I believe you can share some Bible knowledge to me so that I can share to them. May the Lord be gracious. I thank God that there's 10 or 20 or 30 men in this assembly that could handle that dilemma. And would handle it the only way there is to ever handle such a situation. And it doesn't require counsel. And it doesn't require opinions. And it doesn't involve any feelings. It's the sword of the Spirit. Amen. Has an answer to all those things. And so I responded with a number of points. But I'll just tell you the first one, the last one. Because it's the same one. <laughs> Pastors must take everything to the Bible. Amen. God gave you His Scriptures for you to be perfect. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, which I just read to you. Brother Arnie, go straight to the Bible for every aspect of this marital problem. If pastors stray from the Bible, especially in marital disputes like this, they will get into trouble. Even when talking to the Father, you must go to the Bible. The Bible has all our answers. It is God's manual for how we should live. And then I spelled that out for each party involved. 48 hours later, and it takes about that long because he's in bed when we're up, I get this. I cannot stay much longer online as I need to prepare for tomorrow's ministries. But I wanted to thank you so much and to share my joy as the Lord enabled me to minister to our people through your help. Glory to God. The problem we face is far from over, but the first steps are very helpful and encouraging as I follow your advice to always start from the Bible. And indeed... It worked so well as the individuals I talked to, the father, the husband, and the wife, seemed to become silent when they heard the words of God. Amen. And their arguments are being stopped because of God's word. Praise the Lord. Amen. Before, I was so afraid to get involved with the problem because I really don't know what to do or say. But now, it seems that it is simple. Because everything we can begin with a prayer and read the Bible for answers. Amen. Thank you so very much, Sir Jonathan. I have not thought about it be- there. I have not thought about it before, because I thought that the problem is personal between them. But I thank you for your advice. Now I see the direction we are going to follow, and that is the Bible way. Amen. I am now getting more confidence Amen. in going to them because I know where to get help and where to bring them. Right. Thank you so much for your help, Jonathan. God answered my prayers about it because I was getting upset when I thought that I might add to the problem instead of helping them because I don't know what to say. Every one of them expressed their own opinion. They blame each other for what happened. Now we are beginning to follow the right way in solving it. Please help me pray that the Lord be gracious as I follow up on the situation and hopefully be a blessing to this family. Both of them are still hard to understand, but I have now the strength from the Bible. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Jonathan, I'll write again tomorrow night. 
Thank you for your prayers and thank you very much for your guidance and your helpful counsel. I gained so much strength and confidence in the Lord. Amen. May the Lord continue to bless you and the church and to use you mightily for his glory and honor. May you have a blessed Lord's Day tomorrow. It's a shame that men are not taught as well as I was taught to have the confidence in the Word of God. There's no place for counsel except to bring the Word of God to bear in a person's life. That's all there is. You just identify what sin is involved because there's always a sin behind every problem and then go to the Word of God and find the place in the Word of God to be able to reprove it, to correct it, and to instruct on alternative behavior. Right. It's, it's so simple. Oh, brethren, children, these are for you. Listen, you Johnny Rebs that are in here, this is a cavalry sword from the Civil War. And you know, this is exciting to little boys to think of swords. But the Bible tells us that the Word of God is a sword. Right. And it's little boys that carry these. It's big boys that carry the real sword. That's right. And that's the Word of God. Amen. And so I want all you little boys to learn to love the Word of God. It has all the answers. And God Himself, who knows more about swords and military action and big armies than anyone else in the history of the world, says His Bible is a sword. And we can be so thankful for our King James Bibles. I thank you, brethren, for... 18 years ago, getting me this sword and telling me to take it up again. I don't believe in foolishness in the pulpit, but I also don't believe in Joel Osteen's manners. I want to be John the Baptist or Elijah or any of the prophets of God. And I've had this out for the last couple of days because I'm so worked up about God's truth and I'm so thankful for the Bible. And I'm so thankful to be able to help another man. I hope that hearing his testimony about how it increased his confidence and that there are answers for every dilemma and that little situation he's got is painful to deal with and it's it's a horrible to hear happen, but it happens from time to time and the answer is always in the Bible. Right. You know, even police officers fear more than anything else to interfere in a domestic dispute. They do not want to go to a home where there's a domestic dispute because the passions can be so high that there's no reasoning with the parties involved. And they can get, they can, there can be such violence that they'll kill a policeman who's interfering in a marriage where a husband and a wife are fighting with each other, which never ought to happen in our families, in our marriages. Never! What a disgrace! But there are answers right here in the Bible, and I'm thankful, and I hope that that little lesson shared with you encourages you about the Word of God. It's only useful if you know it. You know, having it on your nightstand or on a coffee table doesn't help anyone. You've got to read it. You've got to memorize it. You've got to exercise your senses to discern good and evil. And I hope that you'll, you'll be able to do that. And I hope that today, and as the Lord leads us, I'll be able to give you some stones in your shepherd's scrip for another matter that we're going to take up. Thank you for putting up with your wild pastor. I only want to be as wild as the Lord Jesus Christ, the Apostle Paul, John the Baptist, Elijah the prophet, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Go read some of those prophets. 
on how they spoke when they were in the pulpit and how they laid on their side and married prostitutes and did anything that they could for an object lesson to bring God's Word home to God's people. I'm glad to be back with you. Thank you, Lord, for your precious Word. Listen, my opinion... My opinion is no better than Jack the Ripper's or Charles Manson's or our present president's. The only opinion we want is God's opinion, straight out of his precious word. And we have it. Let us pray. Father in heaven, all honor and glory belongs unto thee and to thy son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are thankful to be in thy house on thy day with thy word. Heavenly Father, we're thankful that you tell us it is the sword of the Spirit. And you outline those pieces of armor that every honest and sincere, brave and zealous Christian will put on. Heavenly Father, bless this assembly to have heard the testimony that I read to them and to be convicted and provoked to learn the Word of God better so that they can handle the sword of the Spirit better and that they can use that sword as Christians and as church members, as Ephesians 6 teaches, to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, and having done all, to stand. Heavenly Father, help them to this end, and bless our brethren in all places, on the other side of the earth and near at hand, that you will give them boldness this day, and open an effectual door for them, that the word of the Lord may have free course, and be glorified. Defend them from their enemies, Open the word of God to them that they might behold wondrous things out of thy law. And as good stewards and householders may be able to share with thy congregations things new and old. Father, we pray for your mercy upon us here. Let us humble ourselves before thy word. Let us come before thy holy throne and confess our sinfulness and our sins. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us. Through the Lord Jesus Christ and his perfect life and his cheerful substitutionary death for our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Wash us and we shall be clean. We shall be whiter than snow. O Father, have mercy upon us and be with us in this assembly. We're thankful to be here. We want to hear from thee. We want to be established in the faith. Once delivered to the saints. And Heavenly Father, we pray that you would so equip us that we can earnestly contend for it. And that we can fight for it and defend it and be a light and a help to others in other places as we fight the Lord's battles. Give us a battle to fight and we shall fight for thee. We thank thee that thou hast loved us, saved us, and promised us an eternal inheritance with the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee that in most respects, the battle is already won. The Lord Jesus Christ is Lord and King forever. And He's coming soon for us. He is the risen, the reigning, and the returning Lord and Savior of our faith. O Father, be with us now. We thank Thee for everything that You have done for us, spiritually first and then naturally. We are blessed above all people. And we pray that you will hear our thanksgiving and that you will bless our worship and that you will open thy word by opening my mouth and opening the ears of all hearers, including my own, that we might hear and be instructed 
and grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here we are before thee. We are nothing in ourselves, but we are thy dear children. And we pray that you would have mercy upon us, O Lord, and smile with the blessing of thy countenance to help us in this hour. And it's in Jesus' name, the name which is above every name, that we pray. Amen. Amen.